0: The Coonhound Collective Podcast is brought to you by Conkeys Outdoors, because we support the people who support our way of life, and CZ Welding and Fabrication, custom doll boxes built by hunters for hunters. Check these guys out today. All right, guys, I thought this would be appropriate at the beginning of this interview with Jed Costco that we're going to have today. Just a reminder forestale missouri friday may the 20th and may the 21st will be the trader inc youth hunt the uh, youth challenge so go over and check that out at the pkc youth hunt page on facebook you can get with chris fryberger and some of those guys to uh, get any information you need there and you can go back and listen to the earlier podcast that me and chris done if you want want more information there just a reminder Friday, May the 20th and 21st, the Trader Inc. Youth Challenge Hunt in Forestdale, Missouri. Also, coming up, in real quick here, in June, June 15th through the 18th, is the Youth National Championship in Paducah, Kentucky. Uh, If you wanted more information on that, again, you can reach out to Chris Fryberger and some of those guys and they can get you all the information you need there and just trying to put reminders out there to let everybody know what's coming up so June 15th through the 18th Paducah Kentucky the youth national the inaugural youth national championship so go check that out also you still have some time for this one but my buddy Jason Keane sent this over to me and wanted me to get this information out so August 16th through the 20th, Virginia Youth Classic with a $2,750 total added purse. You can go over to the Virginia Youth uh, Classic Facebook page they created and check out the information there. But it will be a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday hunt in two different locations. I'm sorry, in three different locations. Friday and Saturday will be in Tazewell, Virginia. There's a $50 entry fee on Friday and Saturday, $30 entry fee each other night. And you can go over and check out their uh, poster there, and I'll post it on my Facebook page so you can get all the information you need there. Again, there's August 16th through the 20th, Virginia Youth Classic. And again, I want to thank everyone that's been listening and reaching out. We launched out on our own on our own platform i really appreciate everyone that's reached out sent me messages of encouragement i really do appreciate it it goes a long way also if you don't mind head over to apple and leave us a comment and a review and head over to spotify and they have a place you can leave a review as well and if you don't mind go over to the coonhound collective facebook page or the instagram page and leave us a comment there let us know that you're listening we really would appreciate it thank you This is your host, Jason Snurgrove, and I will be your guide as we journey down the road to pleasure hunt or hitting the long trail to those great cop hunts. This is the Coon Hound Collective Podcast. (coughs) Thank you for joining us today on the Coon Hound Collective Podcast. Today, I'm excited to have Judd Costco with me. Judd is a youth uh, handler, and he has done quite a bit of winning. And he's going to be joining us via telephone today, so we're going to get him right on the phone. <phone <rings> Judd, how's it going? Good, good. How's it going? Hey man, it's going pretty good. Hey, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from?
1: Oh, uh, I'm up from I'm in I live in Missouri. Obviously, um, I live up by, in between Appleton City and Butler, Missouri, and uh, I'm 17, and obviously I coon hunt, so whatever, coon hunt, fish, pretty much anything to do with any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, well, that's the reason why I wanted to have you on here. You've done quite a bit of winning uh, as a young man in our sport, and we're going to talk about that today, but before we get that far along, won't you tell us how uh, you got into coon hunting?
1: Oh, I started came out and, uh, probably right. Whenever I started walking, honestly, dad, he had some black dogs and, uh, I always just remember going with him. And then from there, I just, you can almost say fell in love with it and then got my own stuff. And then that's where it all kind of took off. So it started back with dad. He was always in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've spoken <laughs> with your dad a few times and, uh, he uh, he encouraged me to reach out to you, and and uh, I'm glad I did for sure. And sounds like uh, both of y'all have had some success in the comp world, and seem like y'all been around coon dogs for a while. Yep. what What was your uh, What was your like your first hound that was yours?
1: Uh, my first hound that oh I wouldn't say she was all mine, but it's the dog. Uh, she was named uh, Pib, pain in the butt. That's the one I really. I called mine, but my first first dog, um, actually I think Jess Dixon gave it to me. It was a Walker dog, and he was always just on me about trying to get out of them black dogs. And, you know, Dad, he Jess is a big big Walker guy, and he has he always had pups around. There. I remember him giving me a couple of pups. Uh, so them were probably my first ones. I didn't make much of them. I was a little too young to be training on one, but I didn't. That's probably I
0: don't even know the names of them. To tell you the truth. Yeah, I uh, I interviewed Jess. That episode just aired this week uh, that we're that we're recording this, and this probably re- release here in two or three weeks. And I interviewed Jess probably about <coughs> I don't know a month and a half ago. And man, he's he's really had some success and had some some good dogs for sure. And he uh, seemed like he uh, always wanted to help people out. From, from what I gather anyway. I didn't know him personally. Do you remember your first cop hunt?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, uh, it was, uh, we hunted out in Nevada, Missouri. It was a UKC hunt. I actually won the first ever competition hunt I'd ever went to. Uh, it was with a dog named, uh, Frog. He was out of my dad's old foggy man, hoggy dog. And dad was poking me with a stick and I was calling against all them older guys. And what, I ended up winning. It was just a slip, you know, but it all whenever you're I don't know, eighteen years old it's something.
0: Yeah, well, that's uh that's pretty cool. What what uh what do you remember about that cast and you know, how the dog operated? What what are some of the details you remember of it?
1: I don't really remember too much about it. I just remember we get back club and everybody was all excited for me, you know. My first ever cast I've been in and I think I treated a coon or two by myself and one so
0: do you think that getting back to the cat to the clubhouse and the guys the older guys being excited for you to win do you think that influenced you and in, to pursue more into the sport
1: oh I don't know probably a little bit when you're younger you think more about that stuff uh, but yeah I you might say so it's just how just kind of how it all went down uh, I was just into it all the time and then I win my first hunt, and then I think it just got me hook, line, and sinker.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's that's the deal with all all of us, uh, for sure. You know, you get that <laughs> get that first cast win, and it's just like sets you on fire, and you, you're ready to do it again. You've had some success uh, in the comp world, handling dogs, and maybe some mm-hmm. of your own dogs. And I, I'm going to read through this list, and if I miss something or misspeak somewhere. Uh, you you can step in and correct me, but I'm I'm gonna read through this list real quick, and then let's talk about some of these wins and and the uh, and the cast that they were on. Um, the Missouri CHKC State Champion, uh, CHKC Overall Youth Leader, the 2020 Kansas Youth State Overall Champion, the 2020 Oklahoma Overall Youth Champion the 2020 Qualpaw Oklahoma 5,000 Pro Classic, the 2019 and 2021 Missouri State Youth Leader Reserve State Youth Champion for PKC in Oklahoma, the 2021 Youth National Champion, the 2021 Youth Reserve World Champion, and then you've had many Final Fours at the Bear Creek Classic, many Final Fours at Legacies, uh, some truck tickets, uh, 2020. I'm sorry. 2012 Black and Tan Days Overall Youth Champion, 2015 Youth National Show Bench Champion, the Reserve World Champion and National Champion. Um, man, this this list is impressive. I mean, there there's grown men that uh, strive to win some some of this stuff, you know, and and you you've done some of the winning with the big boys as a youth and you've definitely been in the winter circle as a youth in some of these youth events. Um, so you, you were the 2021 youth <laughs> nationals champion, right? Yep. Yep. So, uh, let's talk about that. Uh, t- tell us about, uh, the dog that you hunted in that and what it was like to, to, to win that.
1: Yeah. I, uh, tell you what, I wasn't even going to go to that hunt. Uh, so we were, we were doing some stuff around here on the farm and, we we're balancing hay, and oh I, I, I didn't I wasn't even gonna go I don't hunt much UKC stuff and uh, but I ended up someone said hey let's go come on I got talked into it I was like whatever if I don't win the first night I ain't going back Because if you didn't double up you'd have a high score so uh, I took uh, Mabel which uh, Matt had just brought me Mabel her full name's maybe it's Maybelline. And uh, I went down there first night and that first night I drew a buddy from around home. He I kinda schooled him on some stuff. I wouldn't say just outhandle him. I just used some rules to my advantage. And I ended up treeing uh, we just I just treed one coon to his uh, his one, but the way it all worked out, we just that cast, we were so split up the whole time. We had a lot of walking to do. And I was able to use that timeout rule and be able to get cut back loose and get another coon tree to move on uh, and beat him. But that's the first night. And uh, so I knew I had to go back the second night because it's a two-night event. And then you, if you get in, you're in the final for the castle And it had been Saturday night. So I went back down there on Saturday and I actually drew another buddy I had at the time. And uh, right out of the truck, Mabel treated coon 80 yards out of the truck. I mean, I was just – you always feel better when you're the first one on and you get to cut back loose while the mother dog still running. And it we treed in that cast, I think we treated three coons but what really helped me on that, Mabel never got treated again the rest of that hunt and uh White Cook's dog, he treated Coon and then he treated Circle Tree and then he cut that dog back loose and my dog she's in there hitting around, banging and beating around, but I know she ain't right. I'm not gonna treat her on it. And uh his dog trees another coon really. Uh but we found that coon with eight minutes and four seconds gone on the shine time. So uh, the judge plus that coon up to beat me. And I uh, questioned that call because after the eight minutes, you cannot plus anything. If you do not see a coon, you know, you can't plus that. It has to be circled. You have to have the, you have to see that coon within that eight minutes. Well, he thought he'd won the whole time, you know, going back clubhouse, he felt good. And I said, I knew I had it. I knew I had the question beat, but we went back to the, uh, there in Miami and, if a question went his way, he wins, it goes my way, I went, we get back there, and the master of hounds, I forget who it was, but he was sitting there scratching his head, you know, it sucks, it sucks, but then uh, Trevor, uh, I think he's a UKC representative over everybody, and he was looking at him, he's like, judge right, you know, uh, he has to, that call gets overturned, and that goes in as a circle, or minus, or whatever it was, but that's what ended up, getting my two cast wins to move on to that final four, that national championship, and uh, then we go back out. We go back over to some – I got a, some hunting over around Kansas and some big pecans, and I'd been hunting them a little bit, so I knew my dog was going to – it's in the terrain. I'd been driving over there, and uh, we cut loose. Uh, Tyler Compton guided us to a big, wide-open pecan grove in Oklahoma, some of the best hunting you're going to get around. And uh, in UKC, the rule – is uh, you get a warning strike if you strike the wrong dog. So first dog struck, I knew I had to have first and first. Uh, I struck that dog. I think it was Mabel, but I wasn't even sure, you know. Um, them other dogs, Uh, actually, oh, a buddy of mine, his daughter was hunting in the final four with me, and I'd been around that black dog quite a bit. And uh, it treated a slick tree, you know. And uh, I'm sitting here watching Mabel on my garment. She's 0. .9, 1. 1.2, 1. 1.3. She was just getting out of the country. I'm like, huh, I am never going to hear this dog again. And uh, actually, Cooper Watley, he uh, treat his dog in the middle of a duck lake, and uh, he had a coon up a bush. So I'm sitting there scratching my head. So uh, we walk back to where we last heard Mabel, and there's nine minutes left in that hunt and that final forecast. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. I can hear. I got Mabel tree on my garment at 1.5. Um, I'm sitting there, and James Jones says, "Judge that Mabel." I said, "Yeah, that's Mabel." I said, "Tree, you're through there." And Now like, you know all them kids. They just drop their heads. You know. Um, so we walk it. That's probably the longest. Yeah, you know. I'm just sitting there shaking. And we get there, and we shine seven minutes to that tree, and I can't find it. This tree's not even four inches in diameter. You know. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know. I just lost this. And he steps around that other side, and there's a coon it ain't even looking you know it's midsummer and it's all bushed out limbs whatever and uh the coon does not look i'm blowing i'm a squalor everything we i hit it with the white light and there that coon sat not even six foot up in that tree so and then by the time we got there and scored the tree it was all done and uh we went back to the club and they gave me all my awards and they did some videos and stuff so that was that was for sure pretty cool because i wasn't even going to go you know so some people just talked me into it
0: yeah that's that's pretty awesome and that's uh sounds like some exciting cast there for sure with some different calls and decisions being made there man on this list you've won some state championships uh in different registries and in different states and with different dogs talk about what you do to get ready for hunting some of these bigger hunts as a youth and you know maybe there's somebody out there that's just getting into coon hunting that's you know a, a younger guy or gal out there that's really wanting to to get into comp hunting what what do they need to do to to prepare themselves as far as rules going to hunts uh you know et cetera. Hey guys, this is Jason over at the Coon Home Collective Podcast. I'm here today to tell you about one of our sponsors, Conkey's Outdoors. Whether you need a few dog collars or the whole setup, they can fix you up. They have a wide range of products from hound hunting to fishing. My friends over at Conkey's Outdoors can help you out. You can order online at Conkey'sOutdoors.com. Call them at 904-692-1568. 904-692-1568. Or if you're in the Haston, Florida area, go buy and see them. Again, that's at Conkey'sOutdoors.com because we support people who support our way of life.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh I've had oh there's been I've won a couple different state championships with I think three or four different dogs, but uh the dog that I had all the time, you know, uh would have been the Maggie. Uh it was reason to go full throttle. And uh that dog I had to keep her hunted up five nights a week and I was think I was like fourteen. I was all I had to do was coon hunt. And uh, it's hard going to school and stuff uh, when you got a dog that takes that much to stay in shape or well, stay in tune. And um, you just got to know your dogs when you go to them. A lot of them kids you will show up. They don't know the dogs. They don't know the rules. They're just there because their dad wants them to be there. Uh, you got to want to do it. You got to want to win. Um, you just got to get them dogs ready. You got to hunt them by yourselves. You got to treat them like your best friend. They got to know you. They want to work to please you. They don't want to get whooped up on all the time you know get corrections 24 7 but i i didn't hunt, i don't hunt the hardest at anyone but whenever i go out there i just make sure whatever i'm doing i'm doing it right and not messing them dogs up to try to go win them hunts and uh it's a lot easier when you got buddies to hunt with around the house it's it's no fun hunting by yourself it turns into a job and uh, you don't want to be doing your job at two three in the morning you want to be having fun so I think just having some people around you that love doing it too, that's what helps me a lot. Like, I won't want to go hunting, and I'll have a buddy text me, Hey, you want to do something? Yeah, let's go hunting. And you get out there and you're glad you went. But it's just, a, it takes a little bit to get yourself out of the house, especially with school and everything. It's hard sometimes. So, school and work, you just got to work around it and hunt when you can. And, and then on the weekends, you got to make time for them hunts to go to. You can't just put them off. Like, I haven't, no, I'd say the last, four or five months i haven't been to a hunt that much i've been i've been pretty busy a lot of stuff going on but my dogs are sitting here they're that i wouldn't say they're tuned up tuned up but uh they could go in i think pretty much not anywhere anywhere but some of the smaller hunts right now i could probably go in a couple casts or it's just kind of how everything falls through on them deals
0: yeah and i really believe there you said a couple of things that are probably wisdom beyond your years probably beyond whatever you uh even realize is number one you got to have fun uh if you're not having fun it's going to get miserable really quick and number two when you're out there the quality time out there in the woods with the dog not um you know maybe not maybe not so much every night a week but the two three <clears throat> four nights that you're out there during the week that it's it's quality time you're putting in quality exercises uh with with those hounds while you're out there and i think uh i think that's a very important uh not just for youth but for anybody that's wanting competition that you got to put the right time in
1: yeah that's for sure and you just got to do things the right way act like you're in a hunt and uh playoff circumstances that would be going on you know try to hunt for two hours and then be done because you ain't gonna go to a hunt and hunt three four hours you know what I mean now what I'll do sometimes hunt two three hours and I'll go have some fun with some buddies or whatever do whatever and then on the way home from wherever we're at I might cut a dog loose act like we're in the late round uh just make a couple drops then drops that are two three in the morning a lot of people don't even focus on that stuff they just hunt you know go hunt from nine to twelve you can't you can't just do that you gotta you gotta go hunt and then to say you want to make it to that late round but if you make to that late round you'll have a better chance if you just hunt from two to three four in the morning that's when the late rounds could be you know just depending on everything how it goes back if you got to drive farther in these bigger hunts and go longer ways you won't get cut loose till you know 1 2 o'clock in the morning so if you hunt later you want to hunt both but you just don't want to hunt like It's fun hunting all night sometimes, but that's hard on a dog. You want to face it out like you're in a hunt. You just don't want to go hunting.
0: Yeah, and I know what you're saying there. I've kind of done the same thing actually last night. I have an older dog that um, I'm pushing a little bit uh, to try to get her finished out before she has some puppies. And she just hadn't been given the chance in the past to – be comp hunted much and she just just a couple wins shy being a night champion and you know I took her right at dark I come back to the house I put her in the kennel I get some different dogs out I take them out and I come back to the house put them in the kennel and grab her back out and you know take her out and made a made a last drop like at 1 one thirty, just like if just like if I was in a double or something and I think that is important to you know if you're looking at hunting something like that to Prepare your dog that way too. Yeah, for sure. On the 2020 Qualpa, Oklahoma 5000 Pro Classic, was that a youth event or was that just a regular Pro Classic? That
1: was a regular Pro Classic. It was a fifteen hundred dollar Pro Classic um, that I went to.
0: Let's let's talk about that for for a minute. As a youth going now, granted, I know you've you've been in quite a few comp hunts up up to this point. This is 2020, so you've been in quite a few comp but was there any intimidation uh going into something like that uh with older people being around and what, what, what was there anything that you'd done to prepare yourself differently for something like that than rather than going to a youth event
1: oh yeah i did uh you know uh i was hunting maggie at that time uh cole mcveigh thunderbird is uh what the that's all about thunderbird and uh so i had uh and he said, "Hey, I'm gonna send you this hunt." And I said, "Okay." And he said, "She ready?" I said, "She will be." He texted me about a week before, and so that week before, I—I I don't know—I was—I just turned 16. I hunted my—I hunted. I mean, I just flat out hunted, hunted hard. To you know, when you're going to those, you want to win. Uh, you're you're up against the the best of the best when you're paying big money. Uh, so I can tell you every bit of that cast and who I drew. Uh, definitely, you know, they know the rules better than i do i want to think i know him pretty good but uh i drew ryan krausen and he was hunting a venus so i knew i had my hands full and then i had spice girl and nathan guthrie uh that that's tough right there and then uh i had money's rain dance and zach burden and that was that was fun I mean, when you get in them hunts, there's no arguing, no nothing. Everybody's out there to have fun, but you want to win. So they're all out there for the same reason. They aren't trying to, you know, they're going to do what they do. You call and strike your dog, that's pretty much all you do in them because you're hunting against coon dogs. I mean, there's no there's no slouches, you know. But uh, in that hunt, we uh, we cut them dogs loose, and I, strike, I struck for 50 on that, and uh, Venus struck for 100. Spice Girl structure 75, and uh, actually Spice covered Venus on that, which Nathan was shocked. I'm pretty sure everybody else in the cast was shocked, and Venus had a coon for 100 and 100, two minutes into the hunt, you know, And uh, but she was leash locked. Everything else was treed in. Uh, I had treed in, and Rain Dance was treed in, and so that, we had to walk to mine, and then uh, Rain Dance, and uh, Venus had a coon. I had a coon and rain had a circle tree and we cut them dogs off that and maggie got in there she treated another one about 900 i treated her in like 12 minutes after that recut and uh, she had that one and then we ended up calling time out really is what really saved me uh, them dogs are getting close to an interstate and when you're hunting them high dollar dogs you don't want nothing to happen to them so i think they're about a quarter mile from the interstate and they got them caught and actually before they got them caught all them Three dogs got treated again on another coon. So I'm sitting one up on them right now when we go to cut loose in this next spot. We cut them dogs back loose. Venus trees another one, not even two minutes after the recut. So she's beating me now. And uh, actually, and then uh, they cut, well, Spice got cut loose too. Well, all of them got cut loose. And um, Spice was working in there uh, almost a mile. And he treated her. And before we walked to them, I treated Maggie back in. And she just went across the duck lake. And the way I seen that track on that garment, I knew she had him. There was like, it's just the way she came treed and came on it. And that whole 30 minutes, I'm sitting there, I'm just sitting at that tree hoping she has that coon. They get back, and uh I think Venus was treed in, but if she got treed, she couldn't beat me. Because if I had the coon, she couldn't beat me. If she had the coon, if I didn't have a coon, and she had a coon, she beat me. uh So Ryan trees her, of course, and he goes to her and uh in that we started that shine time i looked for two or three minutes it's a big big great sycamore tree you know i'm like god dang uh it's full-blown leaves their coons are hard to find but when they're there they're there and you're gonna more than likely you're gonna find your coons if nine times out of ten i believe i think it's circle whatever and i step back there there's about an opening about six inches around and it just i'm blowing on my squalor and he looks at me, just bam. I could see him. I was, I was like, come on, T John, T John, T John was judging us, and uh, he's like, congratulations, you got the coon. And that I remember that whole walk back truck. I was pumped up. We just won five thousand. You know, that was probably my biggest hunt I've ever been in. Oh, it is my biggest hunt. So to be able to go and compete with them guys, that, you know, do it for a living. Uh, I know the Burdens do it for a living, and uh, Nathan. He, he's somewhere all the time winning something, you know, Spice. I don't know how much in her lifetime they are, up. I, I think they're close to around 50,000. And Venus is at 100,000, I think, now. So to be able to beat some of the best dogs, it makes it just makes you feel good when you're a young kid, doing it, trying to do it by yourself. But I wouldn't be able to go to any of these hunts if uh, Cole and Matt, they really helped me a lot on all this stuff. You know, they, they make sure I got a good dog and a uh, few good dogs, really. We got some high – high-quality pups we got coming up. So hopefully we can take in pups from what i am got here in the pen and try to make them winners, say I made them, you know. Uh, so, But without Matt and Cole really backing me up, I wouldn't be able to do travel or do any of this stuff I do. For a 17-year-old kid, you can't fit the bill for all that stuff, you know. So uh, that's pretty much <laughs> the $1,500 entry. That's no, I mean, shoot. A lot of people can't afford that go chance 1500, but when you want to make sure when you go to them, you're, you're tuned up and ready to roll and have a good shot at winning them.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you, uh, you definitely didn't pull no slash slouches on on that cast for sure. Uh, you you pulled some of the, some of the best in the business on on that one. Talk about handling dogs for another person. Maybe there's another young person out there that's interested (laughs) in getting a cop hunting, but don't have a dog good enough. How do you get into that? How do you get, get into handling dogs for, for other people?
1: Uh, what I did, I didn't really, I just kind of fell into them really. Uh, I had won some stuff around the house, you know, but, uh, where it all kind of came together for me would have been in, uh, either, I think in my 2019, when I went to the Lone Star, uh, I drew Cole and, uh, I was hunting Maggie. I treat a slick out of truck and then I treat two coons to follow it. And, uh, he said, what do you guys want for that? that dog and i told him and he said we might work something out you know and i didn't know cole i didn't know nothing I, that's really before they started winning a lot uh like you hear thunderbirds everywhere now and uh so cole he uh called me the next day he said hey come over to the house I said all right we're 10 hours from home and i <laughs> i might be losing one of my favorite dogs ever and uh, he buys her and he says i want to keep her here for a month i want to see what i got in this i'm going to send her to you and we're going to go try to win and i said that's fine that's fine and so i ended up hunting her the rest of the week and i ended up getting in one or two nights i think uh in the final four i'm not quite sure how that all went down but and then uh that drive home from texas was a long drive uh without coming home with your best friend you know it's hard to sell them dogs and uh we sold her and uh Cole stuck, he stays true to his word about everything he says and I had Maggie in my at home in three weeks and uh I was still I was playing baseball, doing whatever and, and then uh you know, he sent me a pup to work on too and that pup didn't end up turning out like I told him and I told him it didn't, wouldn't end up working out so he took it took it back, and I think got rid of it but that's where I just kind of fell into it and uh Cole he's a he, uh, he helps do what if I need help on anything but you just gotta be respectful to them older guys you know you got to hold your ground and know let them know you you can handle but you can't go ask around begging for to hunt for somebody like I I didn't ask Cole to hunt for him he said hey we'll we'll work something out you'll still get your dog back you know and so being that and then i'm gonna hunt i hunted them dogs like i hunt these dogs like they're mine uh even though i only got a couple of mine but i i want to treat these dogs like they're mine when you're getting when you're hunting for somebody else you want to you know it's they're they're putting their trust in you to go win and take care of their dogs for them and uh so you just you can't go begging hunt for somebody at all like i've seen some people beg to hunt not beg to hunt but ask to hunt and it's not wrong but it they're gonna feel better when they come ask you you know but it's like i'm whenever i didn't have a good good caliber dog i would ask some people like hey can I hunt your dog and they knew i'd won and want some stuff i knew what i was doing they knew their dogs were gonna be safe in my house and whatever and uh, so i'd go get them dogs a the week before and i had some success with them uh actually, I had a black dog like that. I wasn't hunting for the guy, but I hunted his dog, you know, his good dog, and he let me win with it, and we just worked the deal out, and uh, Aaron Walken had a black and tan, a uh, bad of the bones champ. i done quite a bit of win with him, um, and so I would say he wasn't always at my, he was never always at my house, but my Aaron would always meet me, and you got, you know, you got to help people out and uh when aaron could go somewhere he'd be like hey can you take him you know whatever try to win and i'd win sometimes but that's just how it goes and oh i don't it's just i just kind of fell into it i can't really say i you know what i mean
0: yeah no i i know what you're saying and you kind of covered there what what uh i was looking for was know your rules show up at the hunt hunt your dog and you know you just you, you never know who's watching and what what they're uh, what they're looking for just like you know in your situation your dog went out there performed you performed and uh cole wanted to uh to buy your dog so i, I mean y- you uh you can't ask for more than that and then you get to keep the dog and handle it anyway so that's that's even better it's a win-win for you and you can go and participate in some of these bigger events that you might not have got to go and participate in any otherwise
1: yeah yeah and it's really i'd say it's put my name out there now that cole he's helped me you know so now i'll never not have a dog to hunt i always have someone asking
0: yeah yeah that's a good thing before we move off the um hunts and winning uh talk about your toc cast because you were you were just at the toc correct
1: yeah yeah that was the last weekend i think yeah. we went
0: up yeah i think you're right i think it was last weekend talk, talk about that
1: yeah we went up to bloomfield and uh i i got a dog uh matt uh we had just bought her and um i knew she was a coon chair you know you with them dogs that beat you you want to buy them that beat you consistently and so we ended up getting this little female bot and uh i knew she was a winner i had hunted the answer i didn't know how she won she's just a winner uh she doesn't just go out there and murder dogs but we're gonna get to that point yeah. I haven't had her, it's, uh, I've had her for two weeks, and she kind of got down with some, uh, she got a little sick on me this week, so I haven't been able to hunt her at all, uh, but yeah, so we were, I drove up there on a Friday, and I missed school, and drove up, and uh, you know, I really didn't even want to be there, tell you the truth, I did not want to go, <laughs> it was just one of them deals, I had a bad run of luck the whole way up there, I got a speeding ticket, uh, and then It was just not going my way at all. Got to the hunt. We got to our hotel. We went and had to check in at 5, and we went and got something to eat. And I drew my cast, and I didn't really know any of the guys the first night. um, But Crash treated coon, uh, and the other dogs were all slick. She had that coon, and then she treated Dan, and that was the end of the hunt. So she just moved on barely. Um, Like I said, she just wins. and I don't know how she does it, but she pulled it off. And she's just going to do whatever she can. I don't know. She just comes out of nowhere. So treat another one. Just manufacture it out of nowhere. And uh, so I went in the first night. And then the second night, uh, I took a bad break, really, on a hole. Um, I treat in a hole. And all the dogs come in there and crash left. Um, so I took 125 pump right out of the truck. And um, actually, the other dogs, they ended up treating a circle. And that what, we couldn't find a coon in there. And, Crash got right off by herself in treaty coon, so it put me up. And then uh, I took a bad break on a slick tree. It wasn't a slick tree at all, but um, it was a tree that went about, it was a big oak tree that had a limb that was probably 12 inches around that went six inches from a big sycamore. Well, that coon, he just went up there and went in that sycamore in that hole. So it wasn't touching, you know, but it, just bad breaks. I'm like, man, I ain't going to move on. I'm the only single cast winner in this cast, but I kicked crash back loose and she she knows she's gotta do something. And uh she actually treated another coon for hundred and fifty, struck quarter and treed for a hundred and a quarter and had that coon. We called time out. The other dog ended up treating a coon and he took some minus along the way and uh I was winning by I think a hundred plus. We cut them dogs back loose and uh that guy he did what I did in the uh, national championship cast he struck crash he knew he had to have first and so he struck her and i couldn't get him minus i knew it was crash and uh after the hunt he told me what he did and i said i knew what you did but he struck that dog and that i knew that dog wasn't right when he treated and uh crash was, came in treat again but i'm sitting here thinking i'm like you know she treats slick one time tonight if I tree her on this and she's slick, then I don't move on because UKC, uh cast winner, you got to have plus points. So I'm like, gosh, dang, you know, and uh, his dog ended up being in a drain tile. I just could tell by the way it was treeing on that it. it was not right at all. And uh, so, and then I end up, I didn't ever tree crash, but that's probably I should have treated her. She came tree with uh, 40 seconds left in the hunt. I didn't train her. She was sitting over there with another one so uh she's she's gonna be a nice nice outfit she's gonna be real hard to beat uh she's gonna be struck for 100 almost every time uh but she just got some little stuff we need to work on so and then before she can really go compete big
0: yeah well i think we're we're all finding some little something that we can always work on or at least uh, i don't know i i probably don't hunt the caliper dogs that you're hunting because they're they're mine but uh you know, I always find something that I can work on, you know, try to make mine a, a little better. So you won that second cast as well, right?
1: Yeah, I ended up winning that second cast. Um, that dog was ended up being circled up. I had won by a hundred plus. So.
0: Okay. So you're, you're moving on to, uh, did you make it into the, to the finals of the TOC?
1: Yep. I'm in the final 96, uh, I think it started out with 1300. Uh, so that moves to Greencastle, Indiana on the 22nd we're gonna see if we can go out there bring home a little chunk change
0: yeah that's uh that's pretty exciting for sure before we move on i'm gonna take a little break here and hear a word from the people that uh make this podcast possible for us so we'll be right back hey guys this is jason over at the coonhound collective podcast is your dog box starting to get war maybe it's starting to get a little crack like mine is maybe you've just been thinking about it's time to upgrade to a to a new box, but You've asked your buddies and you're just not real sure what direction to go in. Well, let me help you out here. Go check my friends out at CZ Welding and Fabrication Custom Doll Boxes and Aluminum Products on Facebook. You can check out all their custom work they do there and their designs that they do. If you don't see something that you don't exactly like there, reach out to Nathan at 540 810 540 5439-540-810-5439 or send him a message through the facebook page i bet he can fix you up don't wait till fall to get that new dog box go ahead get that dog box now get you uh get you something looking good in the back of your truck that that you can be proud of and that you can haul your dog around in comfort check my friends out at cz welding and fabrication you won't go wrong dog boxes built by hunters four hunters get yours today cz welding and fabrication all right Jud, you've uh, we've talked about some casts that you've been on and some some winning that you've done some dogs that you handled how you got into handling some of the people that you're handling dogs for if you could go back a few years now and tell your give yourself your younger self when you're first getting into comp hunting some advice uh that you think would be beneficial at this point what would that be
1: oh it just you'd have to go back and uh it takes a little bit to think about that and um, it'd probably be just have more fun with it you know whenever i start winning and i get on a roll that's all i want to do uh just win and it sucks to lose um so you just got when you win you win when you lose you lose you got to come home and correct yourself not just come home, put them in the pen, get mad at them. I feel like a lot of people get doing that. It's not their fault. They're dogs. uh, They're going to do what they're going to do. But I think it'd just be getting them more tuned up and then whenever, take that loss as a motivation to go get better. Uh, Make sure you're going to win next time or at least make sure you got a shot at it and uh, let the dogs do what they're going to do. I mean, you can't make them do they're gonna do what they're gonna do when you get there i mean you're not gonna make them do anything else
0: yeah I, I think that's some good advice there have fun uh correct what you what you what you done wrong work on the dog that you've done wrong make it right and get it right for the next time I, I think that's that's great sound advice there so um what goals do uh do you have set for yourself in in life and in the coon hunting world
1: yeah uh well i think about when i i'm coming to senior next year so you kind of got start figuring some stuff out, but uh, I'm going to try to go to school for Lyman, so I'm sure I'll be down, uh, not hunting for a little bit uh, when I first start, when I get a job, whatever, try to get on my own, and uh, I'll probably quit hunting for a little bit, and then I'll come back, Uh, but everybody's goal, you know, they want to win big. I want to, I at least want to hit 100,000 before I'm out, uh, lifetime earnings. I think I'm sitting around 10 or 15 right now. Um, but that's not counting any scholarships I've won. I think I got like 15, 20 in scholarships. So that'll pay for most of my schooling. But um, I want to win, win a world championship, you know. Everybody wants that ring. Uh, you want to say you're the, the best there is for at least for a while until the next year comes around. But winning the world champ, I think everybody – it's more – it's more prestigious than you can go win 90,000 one weekend, you know, but how many, you just got to win three casts to win 90, I say that, but, um, the world champion, you gotta, you gotta win night in, night out the whole way through. You gotta, everything's gotta go your way. It's not just a fluke deal.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think those are great life goals and I think the goal of winning a world championship in in coon hunting, whether it be PKC, UKC, youth, or the big world championship, ACHA, what, whatever, I, I think that's the goal of every coon hunter out there that competition hunts anyway. That that cares about competition hunts, you want to win, you want to win big. I just previously of this podcast, I'd done a podcast with Lane Denny, who's won two—one as a youth and one as you know with the big boys. So. That's uh that's pretty impressive accomplishment there and goals that we all strive to get to. So, I uh... yeah.
1: Last fall I fell short by a quarter. You know, it was just one of them deals. A quarter from being the world youth world champion. So it makes you want to get back out there next year and definitely make sure. You know, there's nothing I could do. I just struck for fifty. The kid above me struck for seventy-five. He threw your coon, not your coon. That's all it wrote. Uh, so especially when you're knocking on the door of it and it really makes you want to want to seal the deal next time.
0: Yeah. Well, it just makes you prepare that much harder throughout the year. And like you said earlier, go back to the drawing board, work on the stuff you need to work on, work on the stuff that the dogs need to work on and get you and the dog right to, to go back out there and perform. I I, I think the advice you give there was just solid for any youth or, or any grown person out there that's wanting to, to get out there and push to, uh, to win a world championship. I know that's, that's my goal. I I don't have a dog in my kennel right now that I think that would win a world championship, but I got some I'm working on to, to work that way for sure. Yeah. Well, Judd, we've, we've been at it almost an hour, uh, not quite an hour, but we're, we're getting close. Do you have a, uh, a coon hunting story you could tell us funny, serious on a cast pleasure hunting? Don't matter.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. One of the, it'd been, uh, three four weeks ago really as i think about it we got some big great big bottoms where i hunt a lot and train a lot of dogs and get them all started and rolling but we hunt off four wheelers down in there and uh i had some buddies with me and you know we got two four wheelers just absolutely buried we couldn't get them out and uh so we're sitting there scratching our heads we got i got i'm hunting two or three dogs that are there's some pretty good dogs and they're cut. We're all over the country, you know. We're miles from each other, and uh, I think that night we ended up treing twelve singles and uh, had two four wheelers stuck and a truck stuck. So you can imagine the the phone call I was having to make to try to get somebody to get in there and try to get us pulled out. But we ended up getting them pulled out. We rolled out of them bottoms. We got there at like nine, and we rolled out of there it's probably 6 30 in the morning. We, we met some duck hunters coming in and, uh, that was, a that was, that was fun. Um, we ended up getting some big four wheel drive to get in there and pull us out and some jacked up Toyotas. So them, them nights like that where you get to spend with your buddies all night long doing whatever, you know, getting stuck. Nobody wants to be stuck, but it makes it worthwhile when you're having a good time.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. I uh, have a good buddy of mine back in Alabama. Me and him grew up together and we spent many, many nights as teenagers in the woods coon hunting and I don't know that I can count how many times we've had a truck stuck and had to make phone calls that we didn't want to make or walk to houses. Uh, We didn't have cell phones. We'd have to walk to a house and knock on a door back then and ask to use the phone or hitchhike to the house or what whatever um so yeah those
1: yeah that night actually that night actually a dog ended up getting across the river so uh it was duck season and i duck hunt quite a bit and uh we had about a six mile boat ride and she was just treed right on the other side and you could see her and i tried to call her back you know whatever she stayed treed over for five hours before we got everything done and uh it was cold it was real cold and, uh, we did a six mile boat ride, I think, up there to get her. And, uh, she was still treed five, six hours when we got there and we rolled the coon out there and went, went back to the house. But those nights, that's what made coon hunting fun.
0: Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Uh, that's, and that's part of it. You know, you, you get out there, you have good nights, you, you treat 12 coons and you get stuck and you're, it's a bad deal, but you're also having a good time cause you're with, with friends and buddies and. You just out there having a good time, and you know the next day, yeah, you're tired, but nothing will ever replace those memories that you have of that night. You know, 20, 20 years from now, you'll you'll look back and think about that night, and it, it, it'll still be fun. It still be precious to you. So that's that's for sure. Uh Before we wrap it up here, do you got anything else you would like to add, or anybody you'd like to thank, or shout out to? Oh
1: shoot, I don't know all the all the people around here. They just kind of helped me. Help me do whatever I need to get done, and uh, especially the coon hunting. Uh, everybody's supported. They let me hunt wherever, pretty much, you know. Then um, people you kind of knock on their door at two in the morning, you know, tell them something. They they aren't that enthused, but the next day you'll see them. But hey, I'm sorry. They'll be like, oh, it's fine. It's just whatever. I'm just without places to hunt. You know, you can't own enough ground to coon hunt on at all. I mean, you could, but you you gotta you gotta be have a lot of ground. These dogs covering one mile, two miles, where they get treed. You know that's a uh, it's hard, and so I just appreciate the people and the farmers around here that let me do what I can.
0: Yeah, and those those people are probably the most important, to think for sure. Because like you said, we most of us can't buy enough ground to to have a place to run a dog, but we have neighbors, and you be a neighbor to that neighbor help them out when you can and let them know you appreciate them letting you hunt on there. I think that's, that's a uh, very, very important. And the, uh, the people that we truly need to be out there thinking and letting them know we appreciate them because without them, we, we wouldn't be able to do what we love. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Judd, if you don't have anything else, I think we're we're right at knocking out an hour long here. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. I know you got a big night tonight, and I appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes today to be on the podcast and share some of your winnings and some of your stories with us. And, uh, you know, maybe you can get that World Championship one. We can get you back on here uh, in the future, and we can talk some more, talk some dogs or Maybe cross paths at a, at a conference somewhere in the future. I really appreciate you taking time to do this.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me.
0: All right. Thank you all for joining us today on the Coonhound Collective Podcast. And we're going to hit the woods thanks guys for listening to the coonhound collective podcast today we really appreciate you taking your time out of your day to listen to the podcast if you don't mind head over to facebook and give us a like and head over to instagram and give us a follow it's both at the coonhound collective also if you would like to reach us here at the coonhound collective you can reach us at the coonhound collective at gmail.com if there's someone that you would like to hear on the podcast or a product that you would like to hear talked about please send it to the coonhound collective at gmail.com thanks again. Have a great day.